Concerning Him, an Emmaus podcast is a ministry of Emmaus Bible College. Concerning Him seeks to enrich Christians around the globe by educating and equipping them through various media. For more information about Emmaus, please visit Emmaus.edu. Hello and welcome to another episode of Concerning Him, an Emmaus podcast. Today we are joined by Ron Allen, or Ronald Allen. He whatever. tells me, Ronnie, Ron, Ronald, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Ron's an Emmaus alum, graduated last spring. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, and uh, is currently at Dallas Theological Seminary. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm, I'm happy you're here, too. I always wanted to be on a podcast. So. Well, you know, you've checked that box. Yeah. So, all right, I've we're done. And just <laughs> um, Ron, let's let's get started by, like we typically do in our, on our podcast, uh, having you tell everybody about who you are, um, you know, where you're from, why you decided to come to Mayus, things like that. So let's let's go ahead and hear your story. Yeah, so I uh, grew up in Wisconsin, um, just like 40 minutes north of here, up by Platteville. Uh, I went to, you know, I went to churches that uh, didn't really preach the gospel. Um, they just presented Jesus as, you know, a nice, a nice guy, a nice teacher, had some nice things to say, but that's really all there really was to Jesus. But I was interested in Christianity, and um, I wanted to be a Christian, but I didn't really know what that meant. And my parents knew that I had a lot of questions, and they didn't really have the answers. Um, so they sent me to a Bible camp, and at that Bible camp, I learned the gospel. I learned that Jesus was the Son of God, that he died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. And um, What camp was that? Sugar Creek Bible Camp. Sugar Creek Bible Camp, okay. So it's, uh, it's up in Wisconsin. Okay. So, um, and when I was there, uh, that's when I realized, oh, that's what it means to be a Christian. I'm, I'm not a Christian. Because um, I haven't really put my faith in Christ. Um, so that's when I realized if I want to have a relationship with God, if I want to have a life that's lived for God, it's going to be through Jesus, through following Jesus. Um, so that's when I got saved. That's when I became a Christian. That was uh, the summer before eighth grade. And uh, as soon as I got saved, I knew I wanted to do some kind of full-time ministry, but I did not know what that was going to look like. So through high school, I was going to church, helping out with Sunday school. Um, wanted, I knew I wanted to work in my Bible camp. Um, but when it came time to look for colleges, I, I started looking for Christian colleges. Um, and it was, it was hard to find, it was pretty hard to find colleges that I thought would be a good fit. Um, I won't name them because I don't have very nice things to say. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the colleges I went to, I, I, I was there and I was like, I don't know what, what, the, what this is all about for them. Mm. You know, I, I went to colleges and I was like, I want, I want to go to college and learn more about Christianity, you know, learn theology. And I just wasn't, didn't get the impression that that was what they were all about there. Um, and I ended up, I was getting desperate, and I Googled Christian colleges in Iowa. <laughs> and I found Emmaus. Wow. Yeah. 
And at first I didn't think I was like, I don't want to go there. Okay. Because they were, it was so small. Mm. And I was like, ah, this seems strange to me. They're, it's that small. Um, but I applied and just cause I was like, ah, maybe I'll go there. Um, one thing that was attractive to me about Emmaus was I knew whatever ministry I wanted to do, Emmaus could equip me. Okay. So I, I honestly, I think this would surprise a lot of people who know me, but I was thinking of doing camp ministry. Okay. Um, and I know, I knew Emmaus had a camp ministry program. Um, I knew whatever I wanted to do, Emmaus could equip me to do it. But I still wasn't sure. And then, but eventually I went to a Discover Emmaus weekend and I loved it. I, mm. I fell in love with the place. Um, so that's what made me like say, all right, yeah. And also it was way more affordable than anywhere, anywhere else. <laughs> it was like way less expensive to go to Emmaus than any of the other Christian colleges I looked at. Oh, wow. So that's what really clinched the deal yeah. for me. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, what, what was, so, so you just graduated last spring, like yeah. six, seven months ago, right? What, what was your experience like when you were at, at Emmaus? Yeah, my experience was, um, well, good, obviously, but when I, I came here freshman year and like, I, I said, all right, I'm going to hit the books and mm -hmm. I did and spent a ton of time in the library um freshman year and then my sophomore year um halfway through the semester my ra um decided to move on that he had found another job or he had a reason to leave it was a good reason but i don't remember what it was um and that's when i ended up becoming an ra I ended mm -hmm. up taking his position and I think God really used that in my life um, because I'm not naturally that much of a people person. I'd be happy to stay in the library all day. and uh, But being an RA really forced me to say, all right, uh, ministering to people looks like loving them. Mm -hmm. um, there's more to ministry than, you know, reading books and writing sermons. And to, to minister is to love. Mm. And now you graduated with a Bible degree, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I graduated with a biblical studies major mm -hmm. in the exposition and exegesis okay. track. Okay. Um, so with that, what was what was it like, just curious from your perspective, building relationships with, with faculty? Oh, building relationships with, with faculty was a, a huge part of my you know, Emmaus experience. Um, I I think my junior year, I started to have like a one-on-one -on -one discipleship, uh, like mentorship with uh, Mr. Roy Cozen. Um, we still keep in touch regularly. Um, I got lunch with a lot of the Bible faculty. Um, I did a, a few independent studies with Bible faculty where I wanted to study things and classes weren't being offered on those specific subjects. Mm -hmm. So I just said, Hey, can I study this with you? And they said, sure. Hmm. So that, those are really good experiences for me. Good. So after all that, and you spend four years here, um, why, why Dallas Theological Seminary? Yeah. So at first 
I, when I first started thinking about seminary, I didn't want to go to Dallas. Um, a lot of people said, well, you know, Dallas is just like uh, Emmaus. Okay. And in a lot of ways, it's pretty similar. Um, both dispensational schools, they're going to be getting taught a lot of the things from the same perspective. Um, but so and I thought, you know, I want to go somewhere where I'm going to be getting new perspectives that I've never heard before um, and be challenged mm -hmm. uh, in different ways. Um, but when I started praying about it, I just really felt God leading me to go to Dallas. And now that I'm there, I think, again, the reason that I, it was good for me to go there is that Dallas emphasizes so much, um, you know, their slogan is teach truth, love well. Mm. And the love well part is the thing that I really need work on. Um, it's something that does not come naturally to me, but that's something that they focus so much on. Their goal is to produce ministers in, okay. in any capacity. Not everyone's gonna be doing, you know, pastoral ministry. Yeah but they want to produce pastorally minded people no matter what they're doing. Mm. And they're, they want to not just produce head knowledge, um, but they focus very strongly. They really emphasize trying to change their students' hearts Okay, and uh, help us to become more Christ-like. Mm. And, and you've enjoyed that so far? Yeah, it's great. So they have this, uh, they have a two-year program <clears throat> Um, called spiritual formation and you get in a group of like five other or four other people my group is four other people and you go through together and you talk about your identity in Christ um, what it means to be a community of believers um, like integrity so what are sins or temptations that could um, tempt you away from having an integrous is that the right word <laughs> I don't know. Uh, being an, in, you know, a person of integrity. A person of integrity. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, focusing on that, and then like, what kind of life is it that you want to end up living for God? Mm. Focusing on that, and because of my experiences that I had at Emmaus, um, I was given the opportunity to lead that group. Oh, really? And so it's been great to um, have that opportunity opportunity to do ministry in that context that's great well now that we've gotten your short biography which is great that's what i wanted um i want to kind of transition now since it's thanksgiving week um i i, I wanted to talk today and you know when i knew you were coming to town this week right every, um I, I wanted to talk today about uh thanksgiving or being thankful right um and, and specifically why we should give thanks or or what is this and and uh yeah so i i know you have some thoughts specifically from first chronicles 16 is that correct yeah that's correct so i did i was able to do a lot of um preaching classes when i was at Emmaus, mm. and one of the things that they taught us is if you're ever uh, asked to do a, a topical sermon just find a passage on that and preach from that passage. Like, avoid topical sermons at all costs. Um, so I thought, well, I'll find a passage on think that has to do with Thanksgiving and look at that and see what that has to say. And so one that I found was First uh, Chronicles uh, chapter 16. 
And what's going on there is uh, David is bringing in the ark into Jerusalem. And he's like putting on this big, like extravagant uh, worship service, essentially. Yeah. And he's got uh, um, tambourines and uh, cymbals and trumpet players. And they're all bringing in the covenant or the Ark of the Covenant. And he writes this psalm. And like the structure of the psalm is he's saying, give thanks to God and, and praise him. And he says, give Give thanks to the Lord in, in uh, verse 8 of chapter 16. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of his wondrous deeds. Um, and it goes on talking about thanks and praise to saying, Seek, seek God because of what he has done in the past. And he goes on to talk about the Abrahamic covenant, um, the way that God called the nation of Israel. And then not only did God call the nation of Israel, he brought them into the promised land and God protected for them and provided for them. And he's saying, remember all these things that God has done for you and give him thanks because of what he has done. And after remembering what God has done, there's this big section of praise um, that's like half the this psalm. And at the end of that section, it, it, this psalm pretty much ends by saying, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is, he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And it's, that's our attitude of thanksgiving and praise, is based on who's God care, who God is, his character, and what he's done for us. Mm. Um, and then that thanksgiving, remembering what, we, what he has done, should then lead into praise. Um, and then it goes on to say, after they're remembering what God has done, it goes on kind of like an epilogue. It says, Save us, O God, of our salvation, and gather us and deliver us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name, and glorify in your praise. So not only is he, is he remembering what God has done, he's saying, look at all these things that God has done for us. Now, let's go to God in prayer and ask him to continue to do that kind of delivering work, to per continue to protect us as a nation, um, so that we can <clears throat> give him thanks in the future. Mm. Now, of course, we aren't Israel, um, but we can still apply this to, mm -hmm. to our lives and saying, when we thank God, we're thanking him for who he is, what he has done for us, remembering all the things that he's done in our lives, and then anticipating yeah. and asking him to continue to do mm -hmm. that kind of work in our lives so that we can give him more thanks and praise him more. In a way, it's kind of, it's a way of, you know, reminding yourself to continue to trust him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. It's like, uh, uh, you know, by saying thanks or by giving thanksgiving, it's saying, well, this is, it's like, this is who God is. God is, God is a God of, of who provides, right. Who, who takes care. Um, so he'll continue, continue to do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I don't. I hope I'm not jumping the gun on you. But in in verse thirty six, he says, uh, "From everlasting, even to everlasting." Right. So it's an idea of of this is this is the God who doesn't change. Yeah. So he's done this in the past. He's doing it right now. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it in the future. Um, there there's always always reason to give him thanks. Exactly. You have more thoughts in the chapter. I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off. Not specifically on this chapter. Yeah. Um. You know, there's there's way more that can be said. Um, in verse twenty five to twenty seven, he's talking about how God is better than the idols, mm. um, better than any other gods that you could seek. And then it's also really interesting where he's you know calling the other nations to praise the Lord for His goodness and His kindness, and then the praise of all creation. So if you want, like, there's way more to be said about this passage. Yeah. But I don't know if this is the place <laughs> for that. Um, but I think, yeah, just for anybody who's at home or for me thinking about this, it's, I think it's important that we give praise for what God has done um, to give us joy um, because it's really easy to, like, forget about how good God is to us. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Thanksgiving is is an antidote to a lack of joy. Yeah, you know one of the, the interesting things about that is it shows you that it's it's important to make a big deal about it, right? Like that's what they're doing, right? It's this big, yeah, it's a huge celebration. Deal. It's a giant celebration, and when this is a this phrase, "Give thanks to the Lord for He is good; His steadfast love endures forever." that's repeated over and over again. So mm-hmm. when Solomon dedicates the temple, he says that same phrase. And then after the exile, when they come back and rebuild the temple, they say that same phrase. Mm-hmm. So it's, and again, they do the same pattern of remembering all the things that God has done for Israel. Yeah. And they're thanking him for his goodness and his steadfast love. And so I think that should be a pattern in our own lives as well is looking back on all God that has done and reflecting upon his character, mm-hmm. his goodness to us, and his steadfast love for us. And I think we also should follow this pattern of saying, God, thank you mm-hmm. for all that you've done. Now please keep it coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, keep on being as good as you are. One of, one of the interesting things, and, you know, we, we could talk all about how we don't, we don't need to have a holiday to, to force us to be thankful or we should be thankful, you know, every day of the year, not just a Thursday in, in November. Um, but it is, it is really cool that we have a holiday that's all about being thankful, especially in, in a culture that we live in that is very selfish typically. Um, but man, one of the things you're talking about here is that so often around Thanksgiving, you, you hear this idea of just generic thankfulness um but it's it's more important about who we're thankful to you know what i mean and that's what another thing that's striking me about what you're saying is that you know it's not just about well i'm just a thankful person or i've got a, a thankful spirit but it's i am thankful to god exactly it's thankful specifically to god yeah and it's really interesting here when he's being thankful to god it's saying god is better than the idols mm-hmm and then when you get to Romans 1, Romans 1 says uh, they did not honor God or give him thanks, the thanks that he was due, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
and then they turn to idols. Yeah. So this a uh, uh, general like thankful demeanor is not biblical thankfulness. Yeah. Uh, what what God wants is not oh I'm a generally thankful person. God wants us to be going to Him and praising Him mm-hmm. for who He is. Yeah, and what He's done. And what He's done. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, how how do you feel like people can 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 take this? They can they can read that that famous phrase, you know, give oh give thanks to the Lord, right, etc. They can read that and they can, you know, they can apply that into their lives today. What's what are your thoughts there? Or maybe specifically you, if you want to, if that's, yeah. if, that, if it's easier to say it that way. For me, yeah. for me, like for what I would do is I would remember all the things God has done for me. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, salvation. Yeah. I mean, that's Amen. the first and the last yeah. of what I have to be thankful for. Um, all that God, all the kindness and love that God has shown to me in Jesus Christ. But then the way that God has directed my life, um, up till now, mm-hmm. coming to Emmaus, the things that I experienced at Emmaus, now and now what I'm experiencing right now at DTS. Um, but then, yeah, I think you're supposed to be anticipating his future, mm-hmm. you know, future graces. John yeah. Piper would say. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's not just a, oh yeah, God was good to me in the past, because I think. It's easy to say, yeah, God is good to me in the past, but right now kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but I think a, a, a good attitude of thankfulness and reflecting, not just being thankful for what God has done, but reflecting upon his character mm-hmm. should result in hope for the future. Amen. Yeah. So. Yeah, it changes how you're living. Yeah, being thankful, like you're talking about in Romans 1, a lack of thanksgiving leading to idolatry, being, oh, thank, yeah. being thankful to God changes how I live right now. Like it, it creates hope. It helps me reflect on God and who he is. Um, and, and there's nothing better than reflecting on God and who he is. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. I, you know, personally, I, I feel like I often break it down in, in my life between the generals and the specifics. Right. And I, I spend a lot of time giving thanks to God in the general category of like his creation, right? Creating me. I have a life that I don't deserve, <laughs> you know, sustaining my life. Every time I sin, you know, God actively holds me together and, and keeps me living, sending Christ to save me. Right. So these, these things that are general, but then you can also talk about specifics. Like I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my parents. I'm thankful for my my two month old daughter, right? These things that that God has specifically given me, the specific ways that He's shown me His grace, His graciousness, His loving care for me, um, the fact that He does provide for me. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, looking at this is talking about the way creation is supposed to praise mm-hmm. praise God. Um, I think you know one thing we've been kind of talking about at some of, some of my classes at DTS is creation. Um, the, the physical life that, you know, the food that we're thankful for, you know, the, the uh, roof that we have over our head, mm-hmm. all those practical things um, are, 
our physical life is supposed to lead to our spiritual life in God. Mm-hmm. Like you can't separate the two. Um, so when we're enjoying good gifts of, of God, those are supposed to reveal to us who God's character is mm-hmm. and provide us with, you know, the life, the physical life that we need to lead a spiritual life of knowing God and his character. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, this, this has been awesome. Reflecting on, reflecting on God, mm. reflecting on why it's so good to give him thanks. Um, any other final thoughts you have as we, as we close up here? No, it's just been, it's been good to reflect. Well, we're, we're thankful for you, Ron. <laughs> here at Emmaus, we're thankful for you. I know I've enjoyed getting to know you. Uh, I know a lot of other people around here have, have enjoyed that too. We're, we're happy that you're continuing your education, but uh, sad you're not in Dubuque, at least for the time being. But I'm sure you're coming back after you're done at DTS, right? Uh, you know, I would love to come back and, you know, I would love to teach at Emmaus. Okay. But I kind of like to say, you know, Lord willing and Mr. Cunyaman willing. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, hopefully he'll listen to this episode and, <laughs> yeah. and, and take note of that. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Ron. Thank you for listening to Concerning Him, an Emmaus podcast. Ministries like Concerning Him are possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.